0: Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Hey, we're continuing our series today entitled This is Us this is us in fact this is the conclusion of this uh four week series that we've been in really if you haven't uh, been able to uh uh, hear any of the different sermons in this uh series that we've been uh, in you can go to cfan.church and our podcast is there so you can catch up on any of the sermons from this series so make sure you check that out but we've been in this series called this is us because we just really felt like as we started 2019. Uh, and as, as many of you know, uh, we are new here at Church for All Nations. I think it's really important to share our hearts as new leaders here at Church for All Nations and really talk about the culture of who we are and where we, and, and, and we want to go and who we want to be. And so this series entitled This Is Us, because that's exactly what it is. We're talking about who we are and what we're all about. Because how many of you know it's so important to know what any local church or what any organization is all about? It's important to really know what the mission is. We like to call it our purpose here, our purpose. And so I wanna put it on the screen. This This is, as Church for All Nations, as the local church here in this community, this is our purpose. And that is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. So, so it's twofold here. To reach people with what? The gospel. Yeah. To, to, to reach people with the good news of who Jesus is. But we don't just stop there, right? We don't need just a bunch of baby Christians forever, all right? right. We're all about discipleship too, right? So so our mission is to reach people, but then disciple them so that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. And how many of you know that I'm still on this journey, right? How many of you know walking with Jesus is a lifetime journey? So we can all be a part of this purpose right here, and I'm so excited for that. I'm reminded that we as the church are called to go in to the darkness, right? To be that light. I'm reminded that Jesus, he said that, he, he didn't say, I will, I will build my country club and the gates of hell shall prevail. No, what did he say? He said, I, I, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So, so Jesus is implying in that statement, he's implying that we are at war that we are being attacked and instead of retreating and becoming complacent while heinous new abortion laws are passed we are called to go into the darkness this is not a time for the church to be silent we are called to what to make a difference to make a difference and that's what I wanna close this series on this morning, making a difference. What does it look like for a follower of Jesus to make a difference in this community? I have people that ask me all the time, they say, JF, do you, do you think that we're living in the last days? Do you think we're living in the last days because when I turn on the news and..." You know, when I when I when I look at my, my, my alerts on my phone, it just it just it just feels like things are escalating. It's like it's like it's like I turn on the news and it's just sheer wickedness for the entire time I'm watching that. It's just like, do you think that we're in the last days before Jesus comes back? And my answer is always, I don't know. I, I don't know. In fact in fact the scripture says that Jesus himself doesn't even know. the, the scripture says that the Father the father is the only being that knows when Jesus is coming back. And I, this is, can I just, I like to read between the lines sometimes and I like to kind of get into the, to the stories in scripture, but I can, I, I can only imagine Jesus. Scripture says that Jesus sits at the right hand of God. And I can just, I can just imagine Jesus even right now, like, like dad, uh, you re- you want, I'm, I'm ready. I got my, my horse. My horse is ready, got my tattoo on my leg. It's, I'm, I got my sword. I'm ready, I'm ready. And the father's like, all right, all right. I don't know, maybe that's happening, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is he's coming back. He's coming back. And this is not a time for us not to be ready, right? He's coming back. When? I don't know, I don't know. If you look in Matthew 24, Jesus devotes an entire chapter to the, the phrase is the signs of the times. His disciples come to him and say, Hey, Jesus, you've been talking about when you come back. And, and you, you should understand the disciples didn't fully understand what Jesus was always was saying all the time. And so they come to him and they're like, they're like, Jesus, when are you coming back? And Jesus doesn't tell them when he's coming back, but he does say, You can. Uh, no, I'm coming back and my return is near due to what's taking place on earth. And you can read it later, Matthew 24, he goes through this list of the signs of the end, right? And he, he describes that there's gonna be famines. He says there's gonna be earthquakes. Jesus said that nations would rise up and rise against each other, that there would be rumors of wars and that there would be wars and, and, and that Jesus describes that, 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 that humanity's love would go down and their wickedness would go up. And I don't know, I, I turned on CNN last night and I saw a lot of that already, right? And so, so, so Jesus says, you can, you can know that, that my return is soon by the signs of the time. So, so when is he coming back? I, I don't know, but it's not a time for us not to be ready. We gotta be ready for when he comes back. In fact, this is really a time to recognize our role as Jesus followers in these last days. We are called to be ready, but not only be ready, be making a difference in our community, in our world. So I I wanna look at one phrase that Jesus uses in, in, in that same chapter, Matthew 24, verse 37. Look what Jesus says here. He says, as it was, in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Or in the same way that it was in the days of Noah, so it's gonna be when I'm coming back. So the question is, how was it in the days of Noah? <laughs> now, uh, many of you in this room know the Noah story, know on the ark, you don't, you don't even have to f- be a Christian to know this story, right? where there was so much evil on planet Earth that God decides to wipe out all creation. In fact, we, we'll read it in a second, but he says, I, I regret I even created humanity. And, and so, and so he, he says, I'm gonna wipe everybody out except for one dude. His name was Noah, right, right? He says, "Build this big boat," and in that time, it was cra- no one had ever seen a, a boat like that, especially one not that big. He said, "There's going to be the, the, the rains are going to come. None of those people had ever seen rain; it never it had, it hadn't rained, and there's going to be a flood." And 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 so Noah obeys God and and and, and builds this ark. And then the then, then two by two the animals came and all came on the boat and they filled the boat full of animals. And so you, you, you most of you know the story of Noah and the ark. You know, maybe you're sitting here and you know you might say, "Oh man, Jeff." Come on, man, that's a fairy tale. Come, come on, man, there, there's no way that that story is true. There's a, but, but here's the thing, there's a lot of people who try to put their logic in God's economy. And, and here's the thing, Like God, God will never be subjected to my puny little brain, right? It's like, he is God. And if he wants to fill a boat full of animals, he can fill a boat full of animals, right? So I I believe it, man. I'm reminded of the story uh, of the little girl who wrote her term uh, paper on the story of Jonah and the whale. You hear this before? She wrote this story on Jonah and the whale. She turned it in and her teacher read it and she said, oh honey, come on. There's no way a man could fit down the throat of a whale. There's no way a man could, could, could stay alive for three days and three nights in the belly of a whale. That's, I don't even believe in God, and I don't even believe this story. And the little girl, she looked up the teacher. And she said, well, ma'am, when I get to heaven, I'll just ask Jonah myself. Wait for the punchline. And the teacher looked at her and said, well, honey, how do you know if Jonah made it to heaven? And she said, well, if he didn't make it, then you can ask him. It's not, let it set set in for, it. not everyone got that. You'll get that in a second. Genesis chapter six, please get to the Bible. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. It's the account of Noah. I'm going to read it and we'll talk a little bit about that. We're talking about making a difference. This is what scripture says The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become. Let me just stop right there. I want you to know that today he sees the wickedness on our earth. So we saw how great the wickedness was of the human race uh, on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. Verse 8. But Noah. Say, but Noah. Noah. But Noah found favor. Say, found favor. Okay. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So instead of destroying everyone, he finds favor in one man. So hear me out. God was looking for someone. Someone. And here's what I want you to hear. He's looking for someone now too. Listen to this, God's solution for the the bad, the wickedness that's happening here on earth right now, get ready, might blow your mind with what I'm about to say. His solution for it is you. His solution for it is me. Some of us are waiting around saying, God, would you, where are you at come on you see what's going on here would you do something god and god is saying yes i'll do it through you i've called you to be my hands be my feet be my voice in this broken place called earth you are the solution someone someone in here needs to hear that this morning he's looking for someone to step up and say i'll do something about it i'll do my part I will make a difference in my own context, in my ways today. This is the core of who we are as Church for All Nations. We're, we're all about making a difference, but did you know it, it, it's a four-step process, and if this is really our methodology to getting to what we're talking about today. The first one, and we talked about it at the beginning of the series, is, is, is knowing God. Like, like, if you're sitting here and you don't know God, forget making a difference, right? Like, you gotta, you gotta know him. If you haven't said yes to him, I, I, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that today. So the first step is knowing God. And knowing God is a lifeline, li- lifelong process as well. Knowing him, knowing him. The, 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 the next one is, is finding freedom. The way you find freedom is in community from all kinds of stuff, right? And so that's why we have small groups and opportunities to gather. And that's why we eat together in in our homes and all, because that's, you get more vulnerable. You open up and you begin to heal, right? Last week, Ashley crushed it. The third step in this is discovering purpose. You all have a purpose. You can't live out your purpose until you discover it, so we have a way of helping you do that. It's a, it's a process, but once you discover your purpose, you understand what your giftings are, the, what, exactly how God created you, then number four is to make a difference, to make a difference, because here's the thing. This, it, maybe you've walked in here and say, well, does, does this guy have an agenda? Does Pastor J.F. have an agenda? And I want you to know I do. (laughs) This is my agenda. I feel like part of my role is to encourage you to live this thing out of making a difference so that you, like King David in the book of Acts, at your memorial... We can say this about you. Acts, pull that scripture up my friend. Chapter 13, this right here, like David. Listen, for Arnie, for Jordan, for Ashley, for Eric, they, they didn't just go out to eat. They didn't just go to the movies, they didn't just take their kids to soccer practice, they they, they didn't just A, B, and C, no, no, no. They actually served God's purpose in their own generation. This is what we're striving for right here. So that someone can stand up on a microphone at your memorial and say, man, that George, he served, not his purpose, he served God's purpose in his own generation and then he fell asleep. I, I love how it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even say he died because let me, let me blow your mind again. Did you know that you don't die? Your physical body does. But man, when that process happens, you fall asleep and just like that, you're spending eternity around a table that Jesus is the host at. Now, I don't know what that process, that and all the specifics of that, but we know that someday we're gonna be with him. But it starts with serving whose purpose? Mine? Is it CFAN's purpose? Or is it, is it God's purpose? That's what we're striving for, making a difference. This is who we are. So I want to show you just for the next couple of minutes here how you can make a difference. I want to, I want to encourage you in a couple areas here, but then, and then I want to show you just, a, just a, a few things that keep us from making a difference. And I, I want to dispel those things. So can I do that? If you're taking notes, write this first one down. That is, you can make a difference, and it starts with for those that are closest to me. Write that. For those closest to me. Your first calling, your first priority is making a difference in those that are closest to you. These are your family members. These are your close friends. These are the people that you see every single day. It starts with making a difference in the people that are your close. Your first calling isn't to the nations, It's not even to your own country. It is first and foremost to those that are right in your life. And when you go back to the Noah story, Genesis chapter seven verse one says, the Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I found favor and I found you righteous in this generation. So God says here, Noah, I'm not only gonna save you, but as a result of me saving you, it's now gonna affect your family. So that's the Old Testament. Look at the book of Acts in the New Testament, verse, 16, verse uh, chapter 16, verse 31. It says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, watch this, you and your whole household. Now you say, Jeff, does that mean if I get saved, my whole family is automatically saved? The answer is no, no. The original language, in the original language, that word household or oikos, actually is better translated to sphere of influence. Yes. Okay? So it doesn't have to be biological family. It, it better translates to your sphere of influence. So what the scripture is really saying here, you will be saved and you will have influence in the lives of those who are who you're closest to. Now you got to get this. You got to get this. When you say yes to Jesus, God is so gracious that he infuses you with a supernatural, and I, and I use this word supernatural so strongly because that's what it is. This is something that you just get. You get this supernatural sphere of influence, meaning you have a new unique power inside of you to reach people who are closest to you, and, it's, and when you get the truth of this, it matters that much more in your life. That person you've been praying for and asking for six months to come with you to church, when they finally say yes, you're like, okay, yes, right? And what take? maybe this has happened to you. What, what happens inside of you? You start going down the list. Man, they better have the coffee right. They, you know brian and jordan and Amber, they better they better sing christ is enough they and you go down the thing and it's got to be awesome because what because what, you want them to have just the very best experience they can so that they will meet jesus and that's what we're all about is trying to trying to develop the most excellent experience that we can for people who are lost right several weeks ago, during our 60-second social, I had this dude come up to me, and he was, all, he was fired up. He was like, bro, he was like, you're not going to believe it. I've been praying for this person for like a year and asked him to come to church. Jeff, they're here today. And I was, like, I was like, awesome, bro. And he goes, all right, so uh, just, just don't, don't screw up your sermon. Okay. But I, don't you love that? Don't you love that? those closest here's here's a second one for for, write this down for my generation you're you're called to make a difference in your generation this is crucial because if I'm not careful there's times where I can get into this oh that's that's I didn't make that mess over there that that's not my problem over there someone someone else will take care of that oh that's not church for all nations problem down the street (laughs) no no no. they did that they'll it. and if i'm not careful i can that can get into the back of my my mind right but it's quite the opposite we're actually called to be the influence look at this passage of scripture jeremiah 15 verse 19 says you are to influence them do not let them influence you why, why is it that some of us are so afraid of shaping culture it's like, like we're so afraid to, to make a difference and I mean the world sure isn't afraid to do this for us like like Hollywood is more than happy to brainwash your kids yes. <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta do something for our generation, not not my kids' generation or my grand, I gotta focus on my generation. That goes for every person in this room. We are called to make a difference in our generation. So it starts with those closest to you, then your generation, here's a third one, and this 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 is biblical, for God. You are called to make a difference for God. God is looking for people. He's counting on you. I love this passage of scripture, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. You might wanna write this down. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. He's looking for somebody. He's looking, he's counting on somebody to make a difference in this community and it's you and it's me. And I just wanna stop for one second here because we're gonna have our dream team fair in just a couple of minutes here. But I gotta stop and, and, and just thank every current member of our dream team. There are so many people that make this happen. I think about just even our band right here. No one, no one up here is getting paid. They're all volunteering and people got here early this morning making coffees and Right now, there's some of our friends, that aren't, they're not even in this service. They're, they're holding our babies right now, right? There's people that clean this place and there'll be people all throughout the week vacuuming. And I'm telling you, we have a phenomenal dream team. And let me say this, we can keep going with just them. Yeah. But how many of you know that we can do so much more? Yeah. With more. Yeah. And that's for someone in this room. Maybe you're sitting here today, you're like, man, I just kind of come on Sunday and bail out the back door. God wants more for you this isn 't like a guilt trip to get you to like help us vacuum on tuesday morning <laughs> i 'm not saying that you, you 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 were created with a purpose. maybe it doesn 't even look like being a part of this church. It looks like being a missionary somewhere or doing something else. Whatever it is, we want to help you get there because God is calling on you, look at this passage, Ezekiel 22, verse 30 says this, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall. So this is a Donald Trump verse right here. That's <laughs> a joke. That's a joke, guys. That was a joke. That's not, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> First, It's okay to have fun every once in a while in church? No? Okay. Verse 30. Here we go. It says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. I'm reminded, Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, he says, what does he say? He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I was looking for someone, but there was reluctance. And the question is, why is there reluctance for some followers of Jesus to not engage and, and not step out in this area of making a difference and, and really, it boils down to this one word and that is fear fear and I, be, be, before we pray here I just I want to dispel four areas of fear for you I won't take long but I just want to I want to hit on these because I think those of you who who aren't making a difference currently I think maybe one or two or three of these fears hold you up all right so I just want to I want to dispel a few of these fears and that the first one is this write this down some of you are just afraid of the past Afraid of the past. You say, pastor, you know, I would love to be involved. I would love to make a difference, but man, I... I got a divorce eight years ago. I'm just really embarrassed about that. Or pastor, you know, I was addicted to methamphetamines for three years and I, man, I just, I'm, I'm just not qualified. I, I'm the wrong person. Someone's sitting here today and I even prayed it. Maybe you're sitting here and you say, Jeff, I mean, back in 1989, I, 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 I had an abortion and I carry that every single day and that guilt and that pain. And I, I just wanna stop for a minute on that topic because we've heard what's taken place in New York state and, 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 and I feel like there's someone sitting here today where this is part of your story, this abortion issue. You had an abortion and, 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 and you've been carrying that guilt for years and years and years. And, and it's kept you from taking the next step in your journey. You, you sit here today and you say, Jim, I, I feel so bad for what I did I carry the guilt and the shame. And what's happening is you're staying silent. You, you, you know, <laughs> you know that these babies, they don't even have a voice, but you do. But you're staying silent because you're so ashamed of the actions you took. I want, I want to say this very clearly. We serve a forgiving God. We serve the King of Kings who wants you to know that that is behind you, that he has forgotten that, that he loves you, you are loved, and here's the next part of that. He doesn't want you to stay silent. He wants you to tell your story of what? Of redemption, of what Jesus has done in your life so that the next girl who's in the middle of this hears you and says, she did it. i i don't have to i don't have to do this i can i can i can take another step right some of you have bought in the lie that your past disqualifies you from serving god i want you to know if anything it qualifies you because now you become more relatable to the person who's in the middle of their brokenness So this idea of staying silent because I'm afraid of the past and what people are gonna think of me, Jesus chose people with paths. He he handpicked the most broken people so that 2,000 plus years later, there'd be someone sitting at Church for All Nations that would go, I didn't know he did that. I've got a past. He's forgiven me. I'm called to step out. So uh, get that out of your system, man. This, this whole room is full of people with paths. I've heard some of the stories, man. God is so good. Afraid of the crowd, second one. Some of you are afraid of the past, some of you are afraid of the crowd. We're so afraid of what people will say, what they'll think, the, the world is so proud and they're so loud of what they believe. And I think it boils down to we don't, we don't wanna offend anybody. We don't want to offend any and i and i i get some of that right but how many of you know the gospel is as offensive as it gets <laughs> because you, you, you know what the gospel says to somebody it says you're not good enough on your own the go, the gospel says no listen matt you can't do it on your own you need a what a savior It's pretty offensive, right? So the core of who we are as disciples of Christ is, is, is so offensive, right? Now, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be goofy. I'm not handing out bullhorns so you can storm Applebee's this afternoon. <laughs> but we can, but we, can, we can stand boldness with the Holy Spirit unashamed. And when someone says, what's different about you, Stacy? You can say, can I take you to coffee? I'd like to tell you. I've led more people to Christ with that process than even standing up here yelling. (laughs) I'm telling you. We're afraid of the crowd. Proverbs 20, uh, look at this verse. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says this. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. Think about that. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Afraid of the crowd. Here's the third one. Afraid of taking the first step. We're just afraid to step out in faith. But look what happens back to the Noah story, Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven. It says by faith, not not by like I got really, uh, I got pumped up. And I used my power and my strength to do it to take the first step of what God called me to do. No, it says, but, "But by faith. Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear that just means reverence and respect for God, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. It's not by works. It's by, it's by putting your trust and your faith in God to just take the first step. I remember we were up in uh, Canada, Ash and I were speaking at a Young Life uh, uh, camp up in Malibu, it's literally the most beautiful place on planet Earth, and, and we had our kids, this was just this past summer, and how many of you know that the water in Canada is freezing, stinking cold? And I remember, it's glacier water, you know, and we were up there in the mountains and, and there was a little area where, where you could swim and my kids were so fired up to swim. But I knew, I, I just knew that if they touched that water, they weren't going in, so cold. And so I explained this to him and said, guys, you, you just gotta jump in, just get it over with. You can't do that, ah, ah, ah. Like you gotta, you gotta go all in, right? And so my, my seven-year-old Israel, she's like, I'm gonna do it my own way dad she didn't say that but i, I could see that she was not gonna to listen to me so what did she do she had her wings on and the whole thing and had covered in white lotion you know and she's just ah yeah nope i'm not doing it so for about 20 minutes my daughter was just doing that number and then she'd get down and oh that's really cold right and i'm like are you kidding me right now you're never out of nowhere my four-year-old, he was just, he'd been quiet the whole time. I hear do 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 coming down the dock and he just like s- like full on squirrel dive, you know, like just whoosh water wings, just full on, was launched himself in the air, ah, and just hit that water, and he came out of that water, ah, you know what I mean? He's like, ah, right? And just like that, she saw her little brother do it. And she was like, I'm not going to, you know. So she did the same thing. ah," Right? And they came out of the water, you know. And for the next two hours, they didn't get out of the water. Right? And when I was studying this week, I thought about that. I just feel like God's saying to me, J.S., stop sticking your toes in there. (laughs) Just launch yourself off. My spirit lives inside of you. Some, some, you. Someone in this room, you need to hear that today. God's saying, man, you've been standing on the side of the dock for too long, dipping your toe, and of course it's cold. It's scary in there. Man, you'll, you jump right in, you'll get used to it real quick. Because, because here's the thing, when you stick light into a dark room, what does it do? It just illuminates. And the more light we can get in that room, the brighter that darkness, The warmer that water gets, amen? Here's the last one. Some of you are reluctant about making a difference because you're afraid of failure. You're afraid to fail. And I just wanna say, you don't have to be afraid because God's provided a rainbow for you. You say, what are you talking about? Well, go back to the Noah story. I love this scripture right here. Genesis 9 verse 13, it says, I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds as a what? A sign of my promise until the end of time to you and to all the earth. You don't have to be afraid of failing because why? He's with you and he's provided his rainbow. Jump to the New Testament. I'll close with this verse, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Look what Jesus said, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He is with you. You don't have to be afraid of failing. When you're doing his work, he's right there with you. Before we go, you you came in and we gave you this actually i have one myself this little uh i don't know it's kind of a ruler thingy thing we'll do this and then and then and then we're going to uh, pray here i want you to take this pull this out right now pull it out pull it out pull it out and you're going to see that there's a lot of numbers on here and what this is is this is your life right here okay what i want you to do is i want you to look at it and maybe we just bring the lights up a little bit more just so people can see just in the house here I want you to look at it this is this is your life all right and what I want you to do is I want you to pick a number where you die you're like, what? I want you to pick an age that you've decided to live to okay so you get you get to pick now of course God is the one that picks but if he were to say, if you'd like to help me out with this decision, here's your moment, okay? So pick, pick I, I'm gonna pick 96, okay? I just feel like I'm gonna go all the way to 96. Now, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I'm just gonna hope that. So I'm gonna go to 96, maybe you're here and I'm like, you're like 67, I'm out, man, I, I don't know. But, but go, go, to the, go to the number that you think, and then I want you just to fold it right there. Fold it right on that, that line. Maybe it's 89, maybe it's 107, I don't know. 120, okay, you can stay here as long as you want, okay? Uh, but, but just fold that and do like a double thing and kind of do that. And then what I want you to do, I want you, just to, I want you to rip it down that line. Just rip it down that line and then don't throw it on the floor because then I'll have an army of people to pick them all up. Just stick it in your pocket or put it in your side there, okay? So pull that off there. I'm right at 96, I don't know where you're at. And then what I want you to do, now you, some of you might want to do this very um secretly i want you to fold your current age okay so here's mine 24 <laughs> just kidding i'm gonna fold it right there i'm 38 so i'm gonna fold it right there right there at 38 you guys can do this later on right just fold it right there and then what i want you to do is i want you to rip it there too what? yeah rip it right there Some of you, don't get depressed, all right. Just rip rip it right there. Now just hold it and look at it. Just take that in. And here's the thought. We don't have that much time to make a difference. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter how old you currently are. In the grand scheme of this thing called eternity, we don't have that much time. But we've got this much time, right? So this week, maybe you wanna put that on your desk and just glance at that every once in a while. Stick maybe on your, on my refrigerator just got all kinds of stuff on it. Maybe you wanna stick it on there and just look at that and just be reminded that we've got this amount of time to make a difference. Would you bow your heads? Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.